Yes, Kusi whispered. Yes, you see them. People. The young voice broke in wonder. The whispered echo, people. Like a smoke ring from a campfire, circled upward, getting larger, getting fainter, until it misted in the cold blue air. I have not seen people before, not that I remember. Isn't it wonderful that I can come here and see them every day, Chudo? Isn't it wonderful? The old man got up stiffly from his place on the rock. It was true. The boy had seen no people in the eight years he had lived here. He had been too young to remember what had gone before. Chudo looked around at the world that so tightly enclosed them. They lived in a hidden valley high up on the rock slope of a mountain. Mountain peak upon mountain peak, sheer and hard and glistening in frozen mantles of ice and snow, encircled them. There were but two openings into their hidden world. One, where they stood now, was the head of the Yama Trail. It was a narrow, rocky path that zigzagged steeply down the slope. At its foot, more than a mile below them, lay the little valley where the people were. At the far end of Hidden Valley was the second opening. From where he stood, Kusi could not see the second opening. He only knew it was there. Morning clouds softened the tips of the mountain peaks. Here and there the cloud mists parted. Then patches of blue sky could be seen, and snow peaks sharp and pointed and sparkling against the blue. Hundreds of yamas were munching the moss-green ichu grass that covered the floor of the highland valley. They made spots of golden yellow against the soft green of the ichu and the glaring white of the glacier snowfields. The old man brought his look back to the boy beside him. You miss people, my kusi. The old man's words scarcely rippled the pool of silence. They were spoken so gently and so low. I cannot tell you, sir, since I know no people, the boy answered and would have said more. But Chuto spoke again. It's time, he said, and then repeated as was his habit. Yes, it is now time, I think. Through the stillness of the morning came faintly the wailing song of panpipes. Kusi looked his surprise. No one lived in this hidden valley but himself and the old one who loved him as a son. Chuto smiled at the boy's amazement. I came to tell you, he said, a wandering minstrel has found us in our mountain world. Kusi was delighted. You have told me so many times that some day he would come. Where is he? Will he say his poems? Will he sing his songs? Will he make music on the pipes of Pan? In his excitement, Kusi would have gone running across the Ichu grass to greet the visitor. Chudo stopped him. Wait, he said. Do not run from me. I came to tell you to come, and we would let the minstrel sing the hours away for us. Now I have another plan. This one, perhaps, is better. Kusi waited. He wondered what could be better than seeing a wandering minstrel. Yes, the old one said. This is better, I think. You and I, Kusi, will go on a journey. We will journey down the mountain trail to the salt pits which lie two valleys beyond. Journey? Kusi could not believe it. Salt pits, he asked. But our yamas, who would tend our flock? How can we go and let our yamas stay the many nights it would take us with no herd boy to shepherd them? The minstrel, Chudo answered. The minstrel will tend them for us. He will be glad to earn his fire and his food until we return. Come, we will tell him. The old man walked across the mountain meadow of moss-green ichu grass. Kusi followed him. The boy's thoughts were whirling like the foaming rapids on the far side of the valley.
to have seen people, to have a wandering minstrel visit them, to go beyond the valley on a journey. These things were happening to him, Kusi, herd boy of the Yamas. It was too much. Kusi's thoughts whirled, but his feet followed the footsteps of Chuto as silently, quickly, they went across the Ichu grass. The music of the panpipes was sweeter now. The Yamas stopped their grazing and turned to listen. The red woolen tassels in their pointed ears bobbed gaily as they turned their heads. Their eyes were deep, dark pools, beautiful and sad. This music belonged to them. It was their music. It was Inca music, as old as the rocks of the canyon walls, as mysterious as the mountains. Kusi saw the minstrel. He was Indian, with sandals and poncho, and gay-knitted cap with a tasseled end and bright ear flaps. He was an Indian, with shin-length cotton trousers and a woven coca bag. 